If you would like free newsletters, as you see here, on a wide variety of subjects, from a biblical perspective, just email your request to cdebater at aol.com. That's cdebater at aol.com, as you see on the screen. These newsletters can help viewers who have family or friends trapped in religious cults or false religions, so take advantage of the opportunity. Besides newsletters, our ministry has many Christian tracts and other literature available as well at no charge. Don't sit on the sidelines, but prepare yourself and those you come in contact with. Remember the old saying, one life will soon be passed, only what is done for Christ will last. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Greetings and welcome once again to our program. I'm Larry Wessels and I want to thank you for being with us today. This is Christian Answers Presents and I want to deal with today's subject as Christian Track Ministry. Uh, we hand out a lot of tracks, especially we're out on the field, on the street or whatever, university campus. Not so much these days like I used to when I was younger getting pretty old now, but uh, I do mail out a lot of Christian tracts and things to people who contact our ministry. And you can contact our ministry through C Answers TV uh, through our YouTube channel. That stands for Christian Answers Television. Uh, contact information is there. You leave a comment, whatever, or basically just contact us. The main way would be through our email address, which is cdebater at aol.com. Debater at, AOL, at AOL.com. Uh, that basically stands for Christian Debater. Uh, but you just use C-D-E-B-A-T-E-R at AOL.com. And I, you, don't give me, you don't give me the jokes about using AOL. I know it's old, but our ministry's been around since 1994 as far as this particular ministry. So uh, we're just old ourselves, but we have a lot of good information free information. It won't cost you a dime. You just have to email us with your mailing address and we can send you free literature so forth. Uh, what I want to mention right now is something that is interesting. For I guess since 1981 or 82, I'd have to go back and look, but it, I, I, I'm tending to think it was 82 real early perhaps, but anyway, there's a ministry out there called uh, Personal Freedom Outreach. Here's one of their news letter journals. This is their journal, actually. It's not so much a newsletter, but uh, it's, it's, it's called the Newsletter Publication of Personal Freedom Outreach, the Quarterly Journal. This is uh, their, uh, their April-June 2018 issue right here. This one happens to deal with uh, 
this guy named Jonathan Kahn, that's him right there, the paradox of the paradigm. He, I guess the great thing about this ministry, which I've had a subscription to, uh, their journal since 81, 82, probably early 82 is when mine started. Uh, and you can go to their website. Uh, I think it's www.pfo.org, if my memory serves me. It might be .com, but by the time we edit this whole video together, we'll have everything correct. Uh, but with these, these journals cover all kinds of subjects. Like that, that's one there. Uh, here's another one, the Neglected Bible. Uh, that goes back to 2017. Here's another one about... Uh, Jonathan Kahn. Apparently he's a big hit in the so-called evangelical uh, community. Uh, but I don't have a high regard for the evangelical community these days. See my video on 87% of evangelicals do not know what the gospel is or what justification is. So that tells you the pitiful state of the evangelical community. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff here uh, on different subjects covering uh, things that there's so many heretics and false prophets out there, it's hard to keep up with them all. But if you want intricate details on a lot of these, these other things going on, uh, this journal is, is perfect to subscribe to to find out uh, the different things going on out there. Like, for instance, things like this. You've got the, do you hear what I hear? Priscilla Shearer tells us to seek and expect the voice of God. I mean, it, they go down to details of some of these individual uh, people, I, uh, a lot of people on the so-called evangelical world have heard of uh, uh, Beth Moore. Close encounters with an audacious mind. Does Beth Moore really have the key to loving Jesus? First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine says, and this is coming from a New American Standard Bible, which is my favorite translation. And of course, this is Larry Wessel speaking. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. All right, with that as a, a forerunner to what you're about to see here, I'm going to insert a clip from my favorite Christian apologist living currently on, the, on planet Earth, Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. And it's providential also because uh, as I was traveling to my video man's place so we could edit this particular video, I was listening to Dr. James White's show called The Dividing Line, and he just happened to be talking about this subject. And then I noticed when we were editing here in the studio that uh, I mentioned Beth Moore in one of these PFO journals that, oh, I could put in a, an update about Beth Moore, even over what PFO was saying about her. So... Here you go, a little bonus clip from Dr. James White about Beth Moore and her shift towards a pro-homosexual attitude when it comes to understanding scriptures such as the one I just read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. 
in regards to the issue of homosexuality. Now, this um, situation with Beth Moore, I am concerned because she has such a large following um, that if she were to come out and say, you know what? Now, there's, there's no question in my mind, and we're going to look at this in a second. There's no question in my mind that she's already experienced a major paradigm shift over the past three or four years. She even gives that time period herself in what she says. Uh, three or four years in regards to the issue of homosexuality. Um, but she, right now, she is well aware of the fact that if she were to follow that to its logical conclusion, um, that the slamming of doors would be very, very, very loud as yet. That may change in the future, and that may be what gives her the freedom to eventually really express where she's coming from now. But she would not be the first person to come out and say, you know, I've been spending time in prayer, and I really believe Jesus has spoken to me. And he says that I am to accept my LGBTQ P plus, who knows, depending on what year it is, I guess, um, brothers and sisters, um, and uh, that this is a, you know, a move of the Holy Spirit of God in our day, and she wouldn't be the first person. There are dozens of books out there saying this very thing. And the resultant, given how many of her followers have already demonstrated that they have a very, not only very strong personal attachment to her, but a significantly depreciated view of biblical sufficiency. Just think how many pastors, elders, deacons in Southern Baptist churches and like evangelical churches, how many of them would be influenced by wives who would now be saying to them, we need to really think about this because if Beth Moore says we need to accept this, then we need to accept this. I think it would have a huge impact. I think it would have a huge impact. And um, so... When I see how she's handling this, she's handling this like a person trying to figure out how she can do that without substantially damaging um, her ministry and her opportunities of influence. That's what it looks like to me, because the questions she was initially asked were fair questions. She won't answer them. And now that it has come out, that she has edited a book and removed material from the book specifically on the subject of homosexuality and has stated that she overspoke. She went beyond Scripture by a mile. Any author whose book has been read by more than 1,000 people or 500 people, um, I better not use numbers again, um, any author whose book has been written read by anyone, how's that? Snowflakes. Um, <laughs> owes 
the people who took the time to read their work an explanation when you, without notation and without explanation in the book itself, change the fundamental argumentation of the book on an important point, especially a point such as homosexuality today that is being used as the primary mechanism of seeking to marginalize and silence the Christian church in the United States of America, where you happen to live and where the majority of your followers are. Uh, is, is that really arguable? I, I can't see how that's arguable. I really, I don't get it. That, that seems obvious to me. But it seemingly isn't for, uh, for other people. In Praying God's Word, she says in an article from June 6th, July 6th, sorry, when I wrote PGW many years ago, I exceeded scripture and singled out same-sex sin as particularly satanic. Well, let me remind you, um, and I transcribed this, um, but let me remind you, this is actually a photocopy. Uh, well, not a photocopy. What do, what do you call it? A graphic. Um, from the book itself, the, the printed edition. She writes, before we proceed to our scripture prayers for overcoming sexual strongholds, we are wise to address another deadly sexual assault of the evil one in our society, homosexuality. Now, she didn't say that was the only one, but she identified it as a deadly sexual assault of the evil one in our society. Mrs. Moore, is homosexuality a deadly sexual assault of the evil one in our society? Or have you changed your mind on that? Is that a fair question? If you, if you delete something from your book and say that I went way beyond Scripture, then this is, this is not just a fair question. This is a necessary question. If this was excessive, then what isn't? What's, 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 the, what's the new teaching on this subject? That it's just a, not a particularly deadly sexual assault? A sexual assault of the evil one? Does the evil one have anything to do with it? Or is this now just a natural thing? It's just an orientation thing? It just sort of happens. I have wonderful news for anyone who has struggled with homosexual sin. Do you now believe that you should not struggle against homosexual sin or that homosexuality isn't sin? God indeed can deliver you and anxiously awaits your full cooperation. Well, certainly not how I would put it, but God indeed can deliver you. So do you believe... Beth Moore, that God can deliver someone from homosexual sin? Or do you believe there are certain people who are constitutively homosexual, and that this is only for people who may be orient, orient, orientation-wise, not oriented, but orientation-wise, um, heterosexual, but fall into homosexual sin? There have been some, believe me, I've read enough books on this. There are people who take every single possible option on various of these things. But do you be really, really believe that 
God indeed can deliver you, because that is a very unpopular position. I mean, you would not be invited to Revoice if you actually hold out the idea. I mean, if you listen to Greg Johnson at the PCA two weeks ago, he said, I've talked to all the leading uh, leaders. Don't know of anyone who's ever been. So do not let Satan shame you into not seeking forgiveness, fullness, and complete restoration in Jesus Christ. How is that overreaching Scripture? We need to know. Um, I, so I actually know some people who could probably tell me exactly how many copies of this book have sold. There are some people who have that kind of inside information. And I would say, since you indicated yourself that it continues to be used, it's sold tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of copies, right? And if you're saying that this is overreaching Scripture, you need to explain why. And is it overreaching Scripture to say that you should not... This says you should seek forgiveness, fullness, and complete restoration in Jesus Christ. Yes or no? How is that an overreach of Scripture? You said, I know complete transformation is possible not only because God's Word says so, but because I have witnessed it with my own eyes. Now, you say, I know plenty of believers who have been set free from homosexuality. Yes or no? Were you telling the truth or were you not? And if, if you said that God's Word says so, does it no longer say so? Were you wrong in saying that it says so? I cannot believe the number of people who are going, you can't ask these questions. You're just being mean. You're just attacking poor Beth. Is there no possibility for meaningful truth-based discussion in our society or in the church anymore? I get it in the church. I, I mean, I get it in the society. Critical theory, the intersectionality, the degradation of our society has created an entire generation of snowflakes, the generation of perpetual outrage. I will be offended by whatever you say. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. It is now everything's a macroaggression. We've gotten past the microaggression stuff now. So I get how in the society you can't have this conversation. But my goodness, if in the church someone that people watch by the thousands can publish a book used in churches and then remove this stuff and go, I'm not answering any questions about that. And then their followers go, you terrible, mean people, you're picking on little Beth. That's how churches die, folks. That's how churches die. And so she, she said in an article, like I said, uh, published on the 6th, As the years passed, I increasingly winced at what I'd conveyed about the basic rule of thumb in authorship is that it is better not to go back 
uh, and edit an old book, but rather let it just phase out and simply don't make the same mistake in the future. What was the mistake? Given the words, identify the mistakes that we know. The problem was because PGW is a handbook and not a regular nonfiction book, it didn't phase out in the same way. I've had, uh, I have had many years to test the fruit of what I wrote and have seen over and over again that numerous readers who had gone to this chapter with their struggles came to my words and proceeded no further. My words had kept them from God's words. That, to me, is a pretty serious stumbling block. We need to know why. I, it is not in any way, shape, or form an attack or anything else. It is simple truthfulness. It's, it's speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. Now, you know, and as soon as this came out, she's like, well, I'm going to take some time off from Twitter because everyone's just so mean and nasty. And it's, you know, immediately pulled the martyr card. And it's like, no, nope, sorry, that, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. This is not going to go, go away. Um, as long as uh, Mrs. Moore wants to continue to speak and to tell the rest of us um, a message from God, as she keeps saying, uh, well, then we've got a message for her. You need to answer these questions. Just, it's, it's, Dr. Moeller's right. We cannot hide anywhere. And this is a serious subject. And running from social media and leaving people behind to blast away at anyone even asking the question um, is not how it needs to be handled. It's not how it needs to be handled at all. Uh, a lot of these popular writers, and as I've said many, many times in the past, a lot of these Christian bookstores are a minefield. I mean, you get blown up by all the false prophets who are selling their books and publications in Christian bookstores. Here's the Roman road to salvation, comparing Catholic uh, soteriology with the Word of God. Uh, just really detailed information and yeah, a lot of these articles, they go into a lot of uh, a lot of footnotes. Like just this one article here. Look at all the footnotes documenting what they're saying in these articles. So it's not just somebody giving a quick opinion. It's going into intricate intricate detail on on these things. So it's a great way to stay informed as to current events going on with the Christian Church. Now, as I mentioned, I've, I've subscribed to. This ministry's uh, newsletter journal, as they call it, uh, since the early 80s. And uh, just recently here at the time of this videotaping, in fact, this, this letter came from them to me, which I'm not used to getting a, a personal letter written to me from them, uh, dated June the 20th, 2018. And in here, as I open it up, one of the leaders of... Uh, and founders of the Ministry of Personal Freedom Outreach, uh, Kurt Gudelman, great Christian brother. Anyway, here's what he says. He says, uh, Greetings, Larry. As you are aware, a couple of years ago, PFO began to redesign some of its witnessing tracks in full color. As the stock of our more popular titles neared depletion, we moved forward on the redesign of those particular tracks. Currently, we are in production of our seventh title. 
As the new items were completed, we discontinued sale and distribution of the older two-color tracks. As such, we have a handful of each of these tracks that we will no longer be using. We would be happy to give them to you at no cost if you would be willing to pay for the postage incurred in sending them to you. In totality, there are probably about 2,000 of these, parentheses 7, older tracks, and they range anywhere from 100 to 500 copies of a particular title. The seven titles include our two cult outline tracks, the ones on Jehovah's Witnesses, WT-109, and Mormons, WT-110, and the tracks on the New World Translation, WT-103, the Straw Men of the Watchtower, WT-115, and Deity of Jesus, WT-118, and Mediatorship of Christ, WT-126, and Islam, WT-143. If you like these, just let me know, and I'll package and send them out to you. Once you receive the package, you can check the postage label and determine the cost of postage, and then send us a check to cover the shipping. Blessings, because of Calvary, Kurt. And of course, that was a uh, that was a wonderful letter to receive, uh, since I have quite a stock of tracks of all types to help people on particular subjects, or just generally tracks to cover a lot of subjects. And people who contact our ministry for years and years, I guess decades now is what I should say, just decades, I've been sending out free free newsletters and tracks and other information to help people, particularly if they've got relatives or whatever in some kind of religious cult, uh, to try to help them deal with their relatives or friends. Uh, so anyway, I get this letter, and uh, it's exciting to me, and of course I immediately call them back on their telephone and told them, yeah, send them on down. And of course, here on my lap, I got the package he was talking about in the, uh, in the uh, letter that he previously mentioned. And of course, if we look up at the top corner there, we can see that the postage, the mail list package, apparently they got it all in one, one box. So there should be about 2,000 tracks in here. They charge, they, the Postal Service charged them $18.90. So I'm going to mail them a check to cover that cost along with probably some extra just as a donation back to them. Uh, so just as an exciting moment here, I thought it'd be kind of fun to share the moment of me opening this, this box. Hadn't been opened yet, but I'm going to open it here in our editing studio. This is the studio where we usually edited our videos. But for this quick little introduction, I thought I would just open it up and uh, see what we got in here. Now, it should be all the things that that uh, Kurt was mentioning. And so I'm just going to make sure I don't cut myself while I'm doing this. There we go. All right. So now, put my knife away. Now, let's see what we got here. Okay, there's no, there's no inside note, just some packing stuff. And uh, to show people, wait a minute, there is something on the side here. What's this? Oh, no, there's more packing stuff. Okay, so what we got in here that was sent to me free of charge. Now, remember, they're just clearing some old inventory. They wouldn't just be sending this 
to any and everybody. So I'm just letting you know that I send my stuff out free. So you can contact me. But uh, Personal Freedom Outreach, uh, they do charge for these things generally. And they need the money because, you know, they don't get a lot of finance. The Lord, in our case, has kind of blessed us financially because of the different things I do, you know, to help this ministry. So God's blessing, of course. Uh, but anyway, here's some of the stuff they sent. So, I think these are 500 packages. He, he was mentioning a letter. The World's Most Dangerous Book. That's about the Jehovah's Witness uh, uh, Bible. It looks like we got a couple of those, maybe more than that. Let's see one. We got, oh, no, this is that other thing. Uh, this We got a couple of uh, Christian view of Mormonism in here. Let's see. These are always useful. Tracks on Islam. A clear and present danger. Let's see. More on Mormonism, Christian view. Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, the Christian view. Over here. Now these tracks are very good. I, I've always, I've recommended these tracks in quite a few of my videos. The Straw Men of the Watchtower Society. Now this really guns down some of the arguments that Jehovah's Witnesses will make to try to prove their false doctrine. It looks like I've one of my favorite tracks of theirs, and it looks like I got a scene of them in here. This is great. Let's see. That's that's hundred. That's already one, two, three, four, five. Looks like okay. Now this is something else there. Okay, I got five of those. That's great. Another one of my favorite tracks, the deity of Jesus Christ according to the Scripture. I got three packs of those came in this pocket package. In fact, I did a whole video on YouTube about uh, uh, utilizing this particular track just to show that Jesus was God in the flesh, God Almighty, the third person of the Trinity. In the scripture references, they were so good and so thorough. Uh, I said, man, I'll just make a video out of this. So anyone that wants to, want, wants to see that using this track uh, can go, go check that video out. The deity of Jesus Christ according to the scriptures. I'm simply going to read through this briefly and have the viewers at their discretion look up these verses as it pertains to whether the deity of Christ, which is, is Jesus God in the flesh, that's what deity means, it means God, or not. Number one, explicit doctrinal statements. Matthew one twenty three, God with us. John chapter 1, verses 1 and verse 18, the word was God. Romans chapter 9, verse 5, God blessed forever. 1 Timothy 3.16, God in the flesh. Colossians 2.9, fullness of the Godhead. Titus 2.13, God and Savior. James 2, verse 1, Lord of glory. 1 John 5.20, the true God. Isaiah 9.6, mighty God. 2 Peter 1.1, 1, 1, God and Savior. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, verse 17. Chapter 21, verse 6. Chapter 22, verse 13. First and last. All of these titles in the scripture are given to Jesus. Called the image or firstborn, not first created. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Psalm 89, verse 27. Jesus' own claims. John 5. Verses 17 and 18, called God his own father. John 10, 30, quote, I and the father are one, 
End quote. Matthew 19, verse 17. Only one is good. John 16, 15. All things the Father has are mine. John 8, 24. John 8, 58. John 18, 5 and 6. Mark 14, 62. Jesus refers to himself as I am, which is a divine name found in Exodus 3.14 for God himself. Jesus separates himself from mankind. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. You being evil, not we. John 2, 24 and 25. Did not trust himself to man. John 3, 7. You must be born again. Now, we also have here Another excellent video. Looks like we got these are dealing with Jehovah's Witness also. Three packs of those destroying the meteorship of Christ. Do Jehovah's Witnesses really benefit from one mediator between God and man? Of course, anyone that knows Jehovah's Witness doctrine and theology knows that the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, their theological, their theocratic organization on earth, as they call it, is trying to make themselves a mediator between God and man. Uh, but anyway, that's a great track to get into that. Now, here's, a, here's another. Uh, and, and lastly, I've got uh, two packages, or a package and a half, it looks like, of the world's most dangerous book. Now, this is about the New World Translation of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And uh, this is a translation the Jehovah's Witnesses put together themselves. And I make mention of this in several of our videos on our uh, playlist on Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, just go to that playlist and you'll you'll find our reference material about it. But this just shows that Jehovah's Witness came out with this NWT translation, which is a complete fraud and a joke. Uh, it's something where they're going to have to pay for their sins of pr producing this particular video, according to Revelation chapter 22, about adding to or subtracting to or, or subtracting from the Word of God. So, but this will point out a lot of their problems and mistakes, and uh, it's very useful to know this kind of information. In fact, it's interesting to me that uh, the more you know about Jehovah's Witnesses, just some of the things they do and, and things, and when you're going through your neighborhood, just by knowing stuff about them, I found that over the years, uh, in fact, I've shown this in some of my videos on Jehovah's Witnesses, I actually keep a briefcase in my office. And when they do come through our neighborhood, and I've got the time for it, and I notice them out there, I've got a briefcase ready to go. It's full of old Jehovah's Witness books going back over 100 years and other tracks and information in there. And I can just get my briefcase, like most of them have, and follow after them. And then I can open that briefcase and start showing the Jehovah's Witnesses their own books from 100 years ago, showing that the Jehovah's Witnesses a hundred years ago would call them heretics and apostates and they wouldn't have their salvation. I have these briefcases that are always sitting around in my office at home and I keep these briefcases in my office for whenever the Jehovah's Witnesses are going through the neighborhood and they usually travel in groups. They'll fan out. Two will go down this street, two will go down this street, two will go on the next street over and so forth. And so whenever they happen to come to my house and then they're getting ready to leave to go. I just go with them. I get, get my I get my briefcase, and it's it's stocked with things like this. Questions for Jehovah's Witnesses, which comes in very very handy. On a lot of, and it's got a lot of preprint 
reprints from actual Jehovah's Witness literature in there. It's It's got like books like this by the, the Watchtower Society, which I've marked up for quick reference for myself. This particular book by Jehovah's Witness is written in the 1930s, the Angels, by their second uh, president of the, of the Watchtower, uh, Judge Rutherford. He said that even demons will be saved. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and then all these other old Jehovah's Reconciliation, uh, which, which uh, here it, on page 14 of this book, I have my little notes in the front so I can get to things very quickly. Uh, there in this Jehovah's Witness book, it says that God lives in the Pleiades. So God is living over here in this uh, star system, the Pleiades. Uh, and then you just go through one Jehovah's Witness book after another, which I have here. The Divine Plan of the Ages, where he's predicting the end of the world based on the ancient Egyptian pyramids. And, uh, which is funny about this particular book is, uh, and this is another reason why I mentioned that first video on our playlist on YouTube, the one about the hidden Jehovah's Witness history. I have taken all these books uh, that are actual old Jehovah's Witness books that were printed years ago. Now, what year do you see down there? Oh, oh you need your glasses? <laughs> yes. uh, well, that, that year is 1902. 1902. That's over 100 years ago. In uh, this particular Jehovah's Witness book, The Millennial Dawn, it kind of fell out, but this is part of the book. Now, you have a fold-out sheet in there. And what you, oh, this is the wrong side. I was, here on this, what does that look like to you? Pyramids? Pyramids. Oh, yeah. That's the Egyptian pyramids. And they, they, they determine when the end of the world is based on the Egyptian pyramids. Because you measure how high it is, and that's what all this stuff is, by uh, cubits and everything, as they explain here. And then they can come out with the end of the world, when the, when the world's going to end based wow. on the Egyptian pyramids. I've often asked Jehovah's Witnesses, I say, well, were the Egyptians Christians? Or why would they know this stuff? You know, I thought they were a pagan culture. Uh, here I've got a, a kingdom interlinear of, uh, that the Jehovah's Witness put out in Greek. Uh, and, but they contrast their Greek with their own New World Translation Bible, which you had a copy at one point. Mm -hmm. But what's funny, and well, I love this purple people eater, as I call it, that the Watchtower puts out, is that it actually refutes and contradicts their own Bible translation from the Greek. They don't have Greek scores, right? <laughs> right, okay. they don't. In fact, uh, in here, what's interesting, I think I have a, a picture. And of course, if y'all check that other video, we have everything I'm mentioning covered. But now look at the, look at the translation committee. Now, it tells you who, who worked on it. See that? Mm -hmm. None of these dudes understood New Testament Greek or Old Testament Hebrew. And uh, uh, it's interesting, he put out a Bible translation, which is a complete, complete perversion of what the actual scripture says. But uh, there they are, right, for everybody to see. Uh, and so, anyway, so I've got, I've got this, this kind of information that I'm sharing with you. Let me put this... Let me put this aside. Let me bring up this other one. This is even a bigger one. The other briefcase has even more Jehovah's Witness stuff in it. And then I've got a whole library at home also. Wow. But here, see now, here's, here's the original 1950 New World Translation. This is an actual first edition of the Jehovah's Witness Bible. And I have a copy of it. And then I've got a bunch more of these old Jehovah's Witness books spread throughout here. In fact, there's that picture of those guys again. But this thing is just packed. And when I have a lot of fun 
when I follow Jehovah's Witnesses around in the neighborhood. Because usually when I bring my briefcases with me and I follow around like with, with their briefcases, I, I think the last several times I've done it with them in my neighborhoods where I've been when they've come to my house, they usually all jump in their cars and leave within 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and as they're driving off, I say the same thing all the time. And that is, if the, you had the truth, you wouldn't be running away. You would stay here and talk to me about the Word of God. But instead, they just jump in their cars and take off. I've been at the University of Texas campus with the same thing. I take this down there, and uh, they used to set up their table on the UT campus. So I would go down there while they're there and start showing them all these books like I did with you. And uh, lo and behold, usually within about 20 minutes, Oh, it's time for us to go. They pack up everything and leave the Whoa. campus. Uh, so the religion has almost completely changed in many regards from what the original Jehovah's Witnesses and what Charles Taz Russell taught, the founder of Jehovah's Witnesses. So uh, things like this can come in very handy. And I found that when I've done that, I can usually have the Jehovah's Witnesses because a group leader will usually tell all the other ones that don't know as much uh, as the group leader that, it, oh, Oh, it's time to go. We must go. We must get in the car and get out of here. Uh, so I've, I'm not bragging about this. I'm just saying it's something I've noticed over a long period of time that when you know more than the Jehovah's Witnesses know about their own religion, they don't hang around long. They don't seem to want to know about their own religion. I just want to use this moment of opening a box and everything uh, here in front of you to, to use this as a, a way to produce a video just kind of... Uh, advertising the free literature and tracts you can get your hands on for nothing simply by emailing us uh, at cdebater at aol.com and I will be more than happy to send you free literature uh, you know that's just something I, I looked at this as an opportunity to to just alert everybody to what kind of tracts and literature we have that's available at your disposal to help with uh, your own Bible study or help those around you who are involved in different religious sects and anti-biblical movements that uh, could come in very helpful uh, in your own witness and Christian uh, outreach to those around you. God bless, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you like our YouTube channel, please subscribe by clicking on the subscribe button and then by also clicking the bell above to get an automatic update whenever we produce another YouTube video for our See Answers TV channel. Please share our videos with your friends and relatives. May God bless you. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. See related videos by tapping or clicking screens. <laughs>